Hey guys, welcome to You The Boss Podcast, episode 34. I'm your host, Pam. And today we're going to be talking to Jen Marilla. As a business mentor and digital marketing coach and consultant, Jen helps coaches, creatives, and service providers start, simplify, and scale their online businesses. With more than 10 years of experience growing her own entrepreneurial ventures and with five years of experience coaching hundreds of other women to build their own successful businesses, Jen uses a holistic approach to brand building. Combining mindset with cold, hard strategy and simplified systems, Jen helps her clients build more than just everyday brands, but instead create full-blown legacies. Jen prides herself on helping bring more women to the head of the table so they can make their own individual impact and improve the world for generations to come. I hope that you enjoy my talk with Jen as much as I did. Hi, Jen. Welcome to You the Boss. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we're excited to have you. So here we'd like to kind of dive right in. Give us a little bit of intro about you. We know your name is Jen, so tell us what you do. So I am a business and marketing coach and strategist. Um, I run an online business. And I have courses and masterminds. I started out as a travel blogger, but that's a whole other story. I'm probably sure we'll dive into later, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's who I am. And it's my full name is Jennifer Marilla. So yeah. What else do you need to know? I'm a Pisces. Um, I'm from New Jersey, but I'm currently stationed in Miami. <laughs> oh, best of both worlds. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So you did mention the travel blogging. So I like to kind of work from where you are and then work a little bit backwards. So how did you get into doing what you're doing now? Um, kind of like your why behind that. And then um, we'll go from there. Okay. So, I mean, whew, that's a loaded question. So my, like I said, I have courses and I have masterminds and I have programs where I teach. I mean, the majority of my clients are women where I teach them how to grow scale online businesses, right? How to start grow and scale online businesses. Um, and I started as a travel blogger in 2015, which is crazy when I think about it. Cause I look wow. back at that moment and I'm like, I remember vividly, but then I'm like, I really did that. Like what? <laughs> that was me. I'm the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I started back in 2015 as a travel blogger. I was working in corporate. I was in a marketing agency I was an account manager and I left that to become a travel blogger and I traveled uh, for sustainable causes and purposeful travel. So I carried clean water filters to developing countries and I worked with sustainable brands and I did a lot oh, of wow. eco-friendly travel. Um, I really niched down. I had been following a ton of travel bloggers and I had loved, loved to travel. And I was like, you know what? I want to see if this shit works. And coming from a marketing perspective and working at an agency, I had worked a lot of mommy bloggers on, um, consumer packaged good companies. And so I knew a little bit of the influence world. Mind me, this was at the beginning stages, right? Where mommy bloggers were like the thing and like, they're still the thing. They would get paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I was like, oh my God, I want, that's the ultimate goal. Like I want to be a fucking mommy blogger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the, that's the secret. Um, and uh, I had been following a few travel bloggers. And I remember like watching these people and thinking to myself, like I could do it better than they can. And so I left with $14,000. And at the time I was like, I'm loaded. This is so much money. And there was <laughs> beauty in that. I know there was such a beauty in that, right? Like 
almost yeah. almost 10 years later and there was such a beauty in that because you know I was hungry I was really fucking hungry and um I was so naive I was innocent I was so young and so like mm-hmm. to me I was like if it doesn't work I go back to pushing paper like it is what it is now I'll give you a deeper backstory I had I grew up quick in my early 20s I had a younger brother who passed away and I know Pam you've heard me talk about this and yeah um, and so it really gave me a different perspective on life. I grew up a lot quicker because what happened to my brother was very sudden and very traumatic. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it was like my whole life did a 180. And I began to question who I was. I suffered a lot of depression, anxiety, um, alcoholism. And so when you're faced, when you're at the bottom, I mean, when people say you can't go deeper you can actually yes you can absolutely dig and especially if you struggle with mental health you can dig Mm -hmm. real fucking deep um and so I had been there for a while and as you know I mean we work together uh, I believe that we are the creators of our reality and what we believe is what our reality will create for us and so I really started to shift a lot of my thinking a lot of my environment um yeah and I, I began to question why I was here. Like, what was the point of me doing what I was doing? And so I was doing the rat race, right? I, I grew up Hispanic, mm-hmm. Cuban. And I mean, you get it. We're taught, like, follow the rules, you know, check the yep. boxes, do the thing. And mind you, my parents are entrepreneurs as well. So they're not, they're not so much like, don't be an entrepreneur, but they are very much like, you know, life goes like this. Go to school, get your master's, get married, buy a house, get the dog buy the car, make a baby, do the thing. And so at 21, mm-hmm. when I lost my best friend, my brother, I was like, well, what the point, what, what was the point of that? Um, mm-hmm. I questioned everything. And so for about five to six years, I struggled a lot with mental health and I was in a, in a dark place and I was forced to grow up real quick, um, take care of myself. My mom and dad were sick. And so for me, it was very much like, okay, what's, what's next, Jen? What do you really want for yourself? So when I was at corporate, at that point, I was like, I've been through the worst thing in my life. So I can't get any worse. Like if I spend $14,000 and nothing comes from this, fuck it. Who cares? Balls to the wall, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And so, yeah, I, 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 I hit it out. I did my own thing. And my very first client was Microsoft. My very first sponsored partnership was Microsoft. And I remember sitting on my bed, I had the idea. I didn't even have my website posted or anything. And I literally started crying. Um, because I was like, Oh my God, if they believe my spiel, then anybody else will. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just began pitching to all these brands and it worked, it worked. And I did it for about three and a half years and I got to travel the world. I visited 44 countries. Um, wow. Yeah. I made money. I didn't make as much money as I do now in my business. And I, you've heard me say mm-hmm. that, um, it, you know, the blogging influencer world is very different. People paint a really pretty picture. Um, and while it was an amazing experience and I don't take back one cent of it, um, it, it was definitely for a different time and place in my life. And I'm so grateful that I got to do that, but I did that for three and a half years. I got published in some pretty awesome publications on TV. I definitely got recognized. And then people started to come to me with like, Hey, how do you build an online brand? How do you build a presence? How do you sell something? Um, and I had actually never sold anything besides an experience. Right. But in my head, there were two different things. 
at the time. And so uh, 2008, I had hit my come to Jesus moment where I was in like $33,000 of credit card debt. Uh, and wow. <laughs> yeah. And, but it, we make it, we could talk about that later, but like people make debt mean such a nasty thing. And it, it, it really depends on what you spend it on. Right. Like $33,000 mm-hmm. I was in my business. Um, and I had my, I say come to Jesus moment because I was exhausted and I had burnt out several times and I was on my way to burning out again. And I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like something's got to give. And at the time I had a VA that God bless her soul. She was helping me manage my clients, my sponsorships and all this stuff. Um, and things were falling through the cracks. Like things were literally hitting a wall. So I was like, okay, how do I, how do I do this? How do I make this work? My come to Jesus moment. Um, and I recognize, right. I can teach people how to build an online brand because that I do know how to do. And so I began to get on stages, get pages, get on stages, like teach people how to do that. And then I started mentoring people and realizing these people were doing better than me. Like they were taking <laughs> what I was teaching them and they were being really successful. They were becoming really successful. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm doing this for free. I'm spending my whole day on the phone with these people. And then I'm like, okay, something's got to give. And so I created an online course and it was my first online course and it was an $11,000 launch. And wow. There, there it slowly began. And so I started that, um, the core of what I always wanted to do was to teach people how to fish. I believe in the ripple effect, right? I believe everything happens mm-hmm. for a reason. I believe we're all connected. Every single thing that you come across, every plant, every animal, every human. Um, I believe people come into your lives for three reasons. They come into your life because they're showing you something, a mirror reflection of who you are. They're for you the next, the next level or the next step of your life and, or they're going to teach you something. And I also believe that about situations and circumstances and experiences. And so when I, when I started my journey, I mean, I'd always been an entrepreneur. I was a social media manager when I was working in corporate, I had my own side hustle. Um, but when mm-hmm. I f- went full-time as an entrepreneur in 2015, um, the, the thing, the thing for me was just like, I want to teach somebody how to have the tools to be able to live a life that they want because I don't believe that you have to go through something extremely traumatic. Like I went through to get that wake up. Like, and the thing is that like, we're humans. And so unfortunately that's how we learn, you know, and I've come to accept that over time. Um, but I, I, my, my job is to entice that question is to like bring up the emotions of like, why are you here? You know, why do you do what you do? Why do you wake up every morning? Is it because you're doing the routine? Or is it because you want something bigger? You know, what is it? What does that look like for you? Um, so, yeah. So that's my, that's my spiel. <laughs> that's how I started okay. today. Yeah. So I want to say um, to sum all of that up, mic drop. Wow. That is <laughs> so awesome. Such a unique, but like powerful story. A lot of people that I've recently spoken to whether I've interviewed them or just come across them. Everyone right now is in the, in the stage of like, we're three years post pandemic, you know, Mm -hmm. three years ago, we were all in a very, very different place. And a lot of people have come up for air. They've had, like you said, they're coming to Jesus moment where they realized they were in a dead end job. Some people went through some mental health things. Some people are coming out of some of those things. And 
you were a little bit ahead of the curve where you were in corporate and then you made this decision, which I do want to touch on, like you getting up and just being like, all right, I'm doing this thing. Um, But you were. Yeah, yeah. But you were ahead of the curve to say, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there. And then also at the same time with that entrepreneur mindset of when things were changing, you didn't just say, you know what, I'm just going to go back to work. You just you morphed and you involved into something else. So I think that is amazing. I commend you for that. Um, I think I think it's important to ask this question because I, I feel like you said something really important and I want to ask this also from your point of view. Mm-hmm. You said there's a very pretty picture that's painted online. Mm-hmm. And when you say you you sum it up and say like, you know, I took $14,000 and I, I went and I did this thing. Mm-hmm. What did that consist of? Like, it wasn't obviously just money, you know, mm-hmm. what did yeah. it consist of as far as like, you left a job, you had to like. So I set up a plan. I mean, look, take this with a grain of salt. Whoever's listening, I was 25. I didn't have anything. Uh, I wasn't married. I was single. I didn't own a thing. Um, actually I owned an apartment, which was my apartment back in New Jersey. Uh, and I Airbnb and beat it. So that was like a little bit of cash that was coming in at the time. I had just actually, I actually didn't start doing that. Never mind, That wasn't true. I backtrack. I just started doing that to 2018, 17, 2018. Yeah. So ignore that, but I didn't own anything. So at 2015, I was 25. Um, I left before, and, and, and I swear to God, I left for $14,000 and that lasted me till November of 2015. So I left February 2015 and I, that lasted all that money lasted me November 15th. Okay. Let me preface this by saying I made $10,000 off sponsorships and social media stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, $20,000 off sponsorships and social media stuff. And then I tapped into that money once I needed it for whatever. Um, a lot of the stuff was the trips were paid for um, like in exchange. So I created content, the companies just covered the transportation, the accommodation and all that stuff. Right. I paid for like food, whatever. Um, I really okay. tried to pick very inexpensive countries that I traveled to. So like South America, Asia. Um, so my dollar went a further way. Um, and so strategically that's what I did. Now, again, I was 25 didn't have any responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't married had kids. Like it was a totally different ball game. Uh, and I was hungry. And to me, sitting at a nine to five, and don't get me wrong, I loved what I did, but sitting there and having to do it every single day, knowing that I was meant for more and gone through what I had gone through and like falling into that depressional state that I was falling into all over again was, was worth me failing, trying and failing versus me sitting there and trying to not go into a depressional state and like have to do all these like stuff. Um, you know, take the medication, do the stuff. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to go back there. I'm in such a, I, I was in such a dark place that getting back there makes me nervous, you know, and I don't want to be there. So what's the ladder. And I had a friend who I didn't tell, by the way, I didn't tell people I was doing this. I didn't tell people till after I quit the job. And I'll tell you, like, I had a plan. So I had my rock bottom moment in August of 2014. Um, I came okay. home intoxicated one night. Um, and you know, I don't just, just hit a really shitty moment. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and being like, who is this woman? Like, I didn't even recognize myself. I 
didn't think I was pretty. I didn't think I was worthy. And I remember sitting there looking at myself in the mirror, crying and questioning everything. And then there was like, I'm very close to my brother. And and there was this voice in my head that was like, what's the point of all it? Right. And I was like, if he Mm -hmm. was here, he would have wanted it differently. Like this wouldn't have been okay. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I like, I get to be here. My, 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 something traumatic happened to my brother. And so like he up one day died. And so he didn't have a choice. It just happened. And so for me, I was like, I have a choice and I'm choosing to fuck it up, which by the way, I don't know if we can curse here. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, we're in it. Don't you worry. We're in it. (laughs) I was like, so I'm like, I have a choice and it didn't look, I didn't like who I was seeing. My dad used to say all the time when we were kids growing up, he said, um, you make whatever choices you make in life. Remember at the end of the night, you're the one that has to look at yourself in the mirror. And if you're okay with that, continue to make choices, however you want to make them. Um, but if you're not, then you need to question the choices you're making. And I remember him saying that we were kids all through teenage years and all stuff. And in that moment, I looked at myself in the mirror for the first time in my life, I was 25. And I was like, I don't like what I see. So I remember waking up the next day, hung over shit. I went to work. I was in a meeting with my boss. Uh, and uh, with one of my clients, not my boss, one of my clients. Um, and I was very quiet that day. And my boss was like, you're right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. It's like, okay. I stayed super late that night till like 10 o'clock. I was in the office and I was basically looking at all of my clients and I was like, okay, we're not going to burn bridges here. Um, and then I was looking at my finances. I was like $5,000 in credit card debt or something like that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pay this off. This is how I'm going to do this. This is how much I make. I was making about 60 um I don't remember but yeah almost 60 70 and I was like great this is how much money I have to pay off this is how much money I make this is how much my car is this is how much my rent is all right this is what I'm gonna do and so I set up a game plan I saved up some money I paid off that debt I moved back home to my parents I sold everything I can get my hands on that I wasn't using clothes, electronics, old computers, everything. I made from selling my stuff before I put the rest in storage about $10,000. Um, wow. and then just saving. So it was about seven months I saved and I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. I stopped going out. Um, I stopped drinking, obviously. Um, I continued to see my therapist. I continued to do a lot of the inner work. I just cut myself in like a little nutshell. Um, I told like two people what I was doing in like December. I told my best friend. And then I told um, another friend of mine and my best friend was like, if there's anybody that can do this to you. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to work. I'm like, he's a teacher. And she's like a straight arrow. And she's like, I was like, I don't know if it's going to work, but she's like, honestly, Jenny, like I've seen you through your worst. Like it can't get any worse. Like, fuck it. You know? And I was like, thank you. Like I needed you to do that. And so I didn't tell my parents or anybody. And then it was January 21st of 2015. I walked to my, my boss's office, hysterically crying. Oh <laughs> he my knew gosh. it was coming. I was so close with him though. Like he taught me so much. And I will say this though, there's a beauty in corporate, like corporate works because they have structure. Right. And it's funny right. like, that I have a multi six figure business. What I'm trying to do is build a corporation, right? <laughs> like the structure mm-hmm. of it there, it's a corporation it works for a reason. And so I stayed and I worked nine to five because I knew I lacked discipline when I was younger. 
And I learned so much from that man. It's not funny. I'm still very close with him today. He's one of my mentors. Oh, and, that's great. Yeah. And I remember I walked in, I started crying. He's like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I told him, I was like, I'm not happy. He's like, well, do you want to raise? And I was like, no, I want to quit. And he was like, no. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, and, I yeah. Was like, yeah. and I was like, uh, here's my two weeks. He was like, okay. Uh, right before the night before. So it was a, it was a Tuesday when I quit. And that Sunday, I bought my ticket, my one way, February 22nd. So I bought the ticket January 18th. And I re- I'm a dates person. So for me, I remember yeah. it really well. And I remember it was a Sunday and I was looking at this ticket for so many days. And I was like, the price is going to go up and I can't afford it anymore. Like we're going to, I think $400 on this ticket. I bought a one way to London because that's, I'd gone to grad school in London. So I had a lot of friends there. And I was still having my social media business. So I was like, hey, I'm going to pick up some clients in London because the pound would be greater in the US and that would stretch my money. So Tuesday, I put in my two weeks. February 14th was my last day of work. Valentine's Day. Yeah. (laughs) February 22nd, I jumped on a plane and I left to London. Um, And that kickstarted everything. And so I did, uh, have you heard of El Camino Santiago? Mm, I it's haven't, but it sounds familiar. It's the okay the religious pilgrimage in Spain from the south of France to north of Spain. It's called the Camino. That's what people, but the full name is Camino de Santiago. And mm-hmm. when I studied abroad my junior year, the family that I lived with, their son had done it. And I remember thinking to myself, one day I'm going to do that. Mind you, <laughs> I work out because I love food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not someone to like go to the gym, poke me nasi. No, I work out because I eat. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm like, you know, I I, want to be healthy. I want to live a long life. Like I understand that like, you know, rice and beans like aren't the best for your heart. So let's just, let's So they say anyway. Right, right, right. I think it's good for your soul. So ultimately that's the most important thing. But that's how I go to the gym. And so here I am wanting to walk. 500 miles across the country to have a spiritual inner awakening. Um, it's a, it's a full 30 days, by the way. Okay. Um, and I did it halfway. I did it. You can do it from any point, by the way, any point in Spain, any point in the South of France, there's like actual roads. This is a pilgrimage that's been around for years and years and years. It's a, it's a homage to St. James. Um, and I, and ideally the, the, the story behind it is that People used to walk it to like release their sins, to like forgiveness for their sins. Now people walk it for everything and anything. Um, but I did it from March to April. So about two and a half, three weeks. I did it from the middle of Spain. So from Leon to Santiago, um, all by foot with a backpack, no laptop, no nothing, just my phone and my backpack. And I started and I shared this is so important because it's a significance of your life and how you carry your luggage and you carry your luggage with all your things, your mom, your dad, your resentments, your hates, your love, your things that didn't work out, your regrets, the money you spent, all that bullshit that we fucking carry as humans. Right. Right. And it's significant behind that journey is that you can only get so far carrying all that shit. Eventually you've got to forgive. You've got to let it go. You got to let it go. And so here I am with this backpack metaphorically speaking with a lot of heartache between, you know, you know, realizing that I had lost my best friend and like coming to terms with that really is realizing that grief the last five years that I, you know, spent, um, hurting myself, 
mentally, physically, not really caring for me. Like there was a lot of that there. And then mm-hmm. physically, I had a backpack that was huge. <laughs> I had like all this clothes and like these towels and shit. But no, to make a long story short, by the end of the three and a half weeks, I had one outfit that I wore every single day. I had one set of pajamas. I washed my clothes every night. I had two pairs of socks. I had no makeup. I wouldn't go leave with makeup anyways. Um, I had a little wow. hand towel. <laughs> I no longer had a <laughs> towel. I had a little hand towel. And so there were communal showers. So when I got out of the shower, I would put the hand towel in front and I would walk against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that everything weighs and you don't realize it. By the end of the trip, I barely had anything. And I, you're walking like 20, 20 miles a day. And you're in, it's sometimes wow. you're by yourself. Some, depends on where you are in the community, you walk with other people. Um, but most of the time, I was by myself. I did it in the spring and in the, the winter spring. And so it's a rainy season. A lot of people don't like to walk during that time. But it, there was nobody around. So for me, I was like, I want this because I want to do it by myself. I also didn't tell my family that I was doing this because my mom would have freaked out. She'd be like, oh my God, something's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Mom, they're going to kidnap me and they're going to return me right away. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not, they're not going to hold me long. I promise. <laughs> oh no, thank God nothing happened. But, um, but yeah. And so I did that. Uh, and that was very huge for me. Cause after that, I was like, okay, Jen, we're doing this and nobody's going to save you. And you got to do this on your own. Just like you did this Camino, you're going to figure it out. So I launched my blog and I launched my business and I, I did the, the whole nine. So yeah, it wasn't like something that just happened up overnight. This was a very long process, a lot of tears um, and commitments to myself. I, and I, I mean, you work with me, you know how I do this, right? Like I make you set dates on purpose because mm-hmm. there's a, that's why I remember dates. Like there's a day that you give yourself, okay, on this day, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And if not, then X, Y, and Z is going to happen, right? And that's so important. Usually what happens is the universe conspires and everything works out for the most part. Yeah. And mm-hmm. sometimes you have, a, you have a choice to make and that choice might be really scary, but it's a choice that needs to happen. Right. Yeah. Well, I just, again, want to say that I commend you. That is such a story, such a deep story to say that, like, first of all, you said it didn't happen overnight, but to me, seven months ish seven months is not a long time it's a long time in on the perspective that you can do so much in that time yeah but it's nothing but but to literally you literally said okay I'm gonna leave my life right here and -hmm. the only thing I'm taking with me metaphorically basically is myself you didn't leave with you didn't leave with someone. You didn't bring someone with you. You didn't like meet with someone and do it with them. Like you did it yourself. And that is so, so powerful. You know, a lot of the reason that not just the month of March, but definitely the month of March sticks out to me when it comes to women and and us stepping into our power and and being who we are is just how magical those stories are. And that's why I do like to do interviews. This is why this is why I love my podcast on that perspective, because for whatever reason, through the pandemic, I said, OK, I want to get a microphone. I want to do this thing. I want to put myself out there. And I've connected with amazing people, yourself included, because I've met you in the last three years. 
And for me, I'm like, this is what this is for. Yes, I want to use the microphone and I want to use my voice, but I also want to put the mic in other people's hands where I'm like, yeah, you you have to tell your story. You have to because it's going to hit someone. And, you know, you 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 mentioned it like three times where you said I was hungry. And as much as we love to eat food, I know that you were not talking about food. I know that you were literally like your spirit was hungry. Right. And you wanted so much more from life. And based on just that initial experience and then coming through to that, to now having a multi-figure business, what is something that you feel is probably not one thing? So if it's two or three things, of course, share them. But what what sticks out on you? What sticks out for you that you want to make sure people get from listening to this episode, whether it's tomorrow or down the line, what is it that sticks out to you in that journey and that in those experiences for you that you want to make sure people take away? Um, the thing that comes off right away, uh, one of the biggest challenges I had is not doing what everyone else is doing. The biggest struggle I had in the Camino was bumping into people who were on deadlines. So I did it three and a half weeks. But technically, if I wanted to take six months to get to where I wanted to get to, I could have. But in my brain, I was like, no, I'm here. I have to finish. I have a deadline. And then these people that were around me had actual deadlines because they had to get back to their families, to their jobs, to their careers, to their businesses. Mm -hmm. And when I finished the Camino, I didn't realize it. And I was like, holy shit, I've been running this whole time because I'm doing what I think I need to do in order to survive instead of like slowing down, asking myself, what do I need? What do I want? What's going to, what's going to work for me. And I think that's the biggest thing I I would tell people on all levels of entrepreneurship, you know? Um, yes, I'm successful. And there are moments where I feel like I am running a race. And in those moments, there have been multiple times where I've had to been like, who am I running against? Because there's nobody else here except me. So yeah, why is it that I'm doing that? And it's almost like being in the moment, being present and being grateful and slowly running that race. You can have your own race. You can be in your own lane. I'm a firm believer of create your own fucking yellow brick road. <laughs> Mine is red. <laughs> Mine is a red road. <laughs> and, it's, and it's got rocks and it's got flowers and it's got all these things and it's my road. And I've created it. I've created it my own way. And I continue to, that's just who I am. I've always been like that, even as a kid. And I still look on the other side of the tracks and I'm like, well, damn it. Like, why don't I have it like that? Like, maybe I should go back to that side. And that is when the emotion creeps in. That's when the, the mental blocks, that's when the mindset, that's when the mental health starts to creep in. When we start to run that wheel of the should, I think the word should should be removed from vocabulary, from our vocabulary. That word is so dangerous. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, you hear these stories and the point of the story is that you're inspired and you're, you take inspired action and you do something. It doesn't have to be as big as quitting your job, but it could be as big as like, I'm going to start a podcast, right? I'm going to start putting myself out there because that is fucking scary, especially nowadays, you know? And the truth is that the older you get, the harder it is. Like Mm -hmm. it, it was easy when I was 25 because I was at a stage in my life where I really didn't care what people thought about me. People literally thought I was crazy. And I was, I am, 
that's okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there has to be a level of crazy in order to achieve what I want to achieve. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, a little bit delusional and people say some pretty mean shit to me and it didn't phase me because I was like, if I had been through what I'd been through and in my head, this is the way I, I, I said it to myself. I was like, if they have been through what they, what I've been through and they still think I'm crazy, fine. But until they've walked in my shoes, they don't understand a damn shit about what I've been through. And that's, and I'm not even like, and this could be for anyone, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be death. It could be anything right? Have somebody walk in your shoes every single day. And if they can get through your shoes, great. Then listen to what they have to say. But if they can't, it doesn't matter what they have to say. And my, my one friend said to me, Jen, I admire what you're doing because you would rather go to the grave and fail than go to the grave and question whether or not it would have worked. And he's like, I feel like most, he was a little older. And he's like, I feel like most people would just, you know, wonder if it would have worked. Um, and for me, that wasn't an option. I was like, immediately, no, like, we're going to see if this works. And so, yeah, I think the biggest thing I would say to anybody listening is like, don't compare yourself to anybody. Like you live your own life. You live on your own rules. Our society teaches us how to follow rules. So that's why it's really hard for us to do, to go against the grain. And like, if we really wanted to get deep into that, that goes into like the patriarchy and like societal norms Mm -hmm. and, you know, being, you know, just hindered our whole lives. And like, it's, you know, it's, it's in our DNA. It's uh, yeah, I can go, I can nerd out about that as I think from a psychological and like genetic standpoint and epigenetics, like we're just trained, especially as women to just keep quiet. Um, yeah. And there's like a shame. There's like a shame of, yeah. So everything has its own taboo. So I really, I really, agree with you there like I could really nerd out on this because it's almost like the more that I learn about myself the more that I learn the different things that society has put into my life and into like what I've learned but also the different things that as a society we kind of like shame against others like you're right like everyone is we're programmed to kind of go against someone that's going the other way yeah so like someone may hear this episode and say like, oh, I could never done that at 25. You know, yeah. I whether they they even take the and, and I don't mean to minimize anyone else's struggle, but they'll take the cop out of saying like, well, I am so young. You know, I, I didn't have money when I was 25. I I didn't have the experience when I was 25 or I have a good job. I shouldn't do that. Like I could still, you know, keep my job and have a side hustle and like all those different things and everybody's journey is different. That's what makes us all unique. But ultimately, ultimately we all have to make a choice. And I think, I mean, obviously, you know, this, you don't need my affirmation of it, but I think your choice was so great because look at the things that you have created. You know, I connected with you through a friend, a friend that had connected with you. And I don't even know where he connected with you. I just remember him telling me like hey I met this girl and another friend yeah 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 I met this girl at doing this thing and like this is her social media and I followed you for like I don't know two three months and then (laughs) I I didn't honestly it wasn't you know how it is with the algorithm like you don't see people's all the time anything Mm -hmm. right so 
he had spoken to me about you. I followed you. And then he had posted you a few times, but I didn't see you. I would randomly see your posts or whatever it was on social media. And then whatever, fast forward, I met you. And like, when I saw you walk in the room, I was like, oh my God, it's her. Like the girl I follow on Instagram. And not because your Instagram was like, yeah, you know, again, everything looks pretty online, but it was, it was more like your it was like the tangible part of you of like, okay, she's a human being, but she's also like, she's walking and what she's talking. And I think that's really important because I still kind of feel like you are hungry. Cause you're like, I haven't arrived yet. I'm not there yet. And I think that's so cool to like experience. Yeah. And I think anybody listening to this is like, I hope that's what they get from this episode. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I hope that they, if this, like, you know, those things like, oh, this is your sign. Like, yeah, this yeah. is your sign that if you're, if you're hungry to do something, if you're, if you've been debating <laughs> this thing, like, yes, of course, you know, don't, don't go to the airport tomorrow with your purse and say, hey, I'm taking a one-way flight to London. And like, you left your passport at home. Really- like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <heads> up, you know. <laughs> but on that same on that same token, if you are hungry, if you are thinking, I want to do this thing, I want to take a, a leap of faith, essentially, yeah. you should do it because the worst that can happen is that you fail. And then what? Who's got who's got to say what about your failure? Nobody will ever. Um, and one of my mentors said this. They, nobody above you will ever make fun of you if you fail. Like anybody has already done something where like, successfully done something and you fuck it up they're not gonna be like haha on the contrary like they're gonna be like oh she tried and I don't look at failures as failure I look at failures as opportunities because right I could lose my business tomorrow it can you know crumble tomorrow and I'm still not starting from ground zero because I have right years of amazing experience and I know and you've heard me say this I have royally fucked up my business royally fucked it up and there the success comes from the amount of failures that I've had I literally was on a call today and I was telling someone who's doing really well in my mastermind I'm like she's making a lot of money really fast and she's like oh I need to hire this and do this and and I was like time out and then she was like what I was like you're not gonna do that and she's like no I need to and I was like no you're not gonna do that because right now you're on a wave and you will get off this wave promise and so what you're gonna do is you're gonna ride it slow and we're going to calculate where you're going to spend your money. And so what everyone does, and I rose my hand, I was like, exhibit A. Okay. So you spend <laughs> a lot of money and you spend a lot of money really fast. And what tends to happen is that you think you're going to ride that wave for really long. And that doesn't work like that because business has seasons. And so from experience, and she, you can see it in her face and she's like, oh my God. And she was like, thank you. And then I was like, you're welcome. I wouldn't be able to go to sleep tonight knowing, like, I'm so fucking proud of you. Ride the shit out of the wave get it again. Like, hell yeah. But slow and steady. Right. Because mm-hmm. that is why you work with me. Right. Cause I've already fucked it up and I know what happens. Like go, go for it. Don't listen to me. Like do it. Fall on your face. You're, it's, good. it's not going to feel good. You'll get back no. up. <laughs> but <laughs> if I told but you, it'll hurt. yeah, but if I told you, do you really want to fall on your face? You know? So yeah, I think, um, I forgot the point of what I was saying, but yeah. you were saying that you don't look at failure as failure you look at it as that as as opportunities yeah yeah I have a friend who shut down her multi-million dollar business recently 
and she just, she burned out like terribly. And, you know, we were on the phone and we were talking and I commend her. She just shut everything down. And I was like, wow, like good for you. Like, you know, you need, you need to do this first. So for her mental health, she's in a very different place. And she just said to me, she's like, you know, Jen, I, you know, I, I, I want to start something different, but then I'm going to be starting from the bottom. And then I was like, but are you really? Because you literally just built a multi-million dollar business. Like forget about multi six figures. Like you just built a $5 million business and then you just wow. shut it down because you're burnt out. I don't know about you, boo boo, but I would hire you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't know, you don't know how to make millions once you know how to make it five times. Like, right. That. Like you're totally different stage. And then she was like, Oh, I never looked at it like that. And I was like, think of where you were six, seven years ago. Would you have been in? She was like, no, obviously not. And I was like, it's the same thing for me. When I started my business, I was editing videos and podcasts and all these things and social media and doing systems and all the things. Like I got to where I got because I did those things. And I think there's a, there's a point in time where you have to do those things when you're starting, mm-hmm. but you, you get to think bigger and like, your dreams are important where you want to become, like who you want to become in the world. Like don't play small because you feel bad for the people around you. And while you're like, Oh my God, I would never do that. No, subconsciously we do do that because our environment creates our reality, right? They mold who we are. And if you want to do big things, do big things. Don't be afraid to do big things. Don't be afraid to fail because in the failure, the, the success, because every single time I've had to make a hard decision in my business, a hard choice in my business, the success has been exponential right after. Yes, it doesn't feel good. Yes, I cry. Yes, it hurts. And right after there's massive growth. So. That's amazing. And I think, I also think it's important to say, if you're going to be afraid anyway, yeah, you should just, you yeah. should just do it. You yeah. know, because again, if I'm sure like, and you've said it yourself, when you decided that you were going to walk away from your job and do all these things, you were afraid. Yeah. I I don't think that you were like, no big deal. I'm just going to quit my job. And yeah, I cried. I'm not afraid days. at all. Yeah, <laughs> I cried my eyes. I was petrified, petrified. But honestly, it was that was a better feeling than staying where I was and wondering what if. Yeah. That's honestly what it came down to. Like if I had to go back to my desk and sit there and be like, well, what if I was in Guatemala right now? Or what if I was in DR carrying clean water filters? And what if I got that sponsorship with Microsoft? And what if I did get to work with Google? What if I did, you know, pitch to the Huffington Post and get written? Like, what if I did get on a stage? Like the what if? And I was like, no. Like that sucks. You, you, we get to do this one time that we remember, right? Like you may well do it, all of it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's scary. And, and, and I totally get it. And yes, money, you need the money. Okay. Whatever. But you don't like what you need is the will and the power to want something so bad. Everything's worked itself out. For sure. So I want to thank you again for your time for joining us here on You the Boss. Um, I'm going to put your information in the show notes, but tell people where they can find you. Tell us like your website, like 
Oh, my new website launches. Oh, wait, when is this going live? That Wednesday? Okay, so my new website actually launches next week. It's jennifermarilla.com. Okay. There's going to be a fun quiz on there, and it's all about um, what is your entrepreneurial kryptonite. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God, I'm so excited about this quiz. And (laughs) on top of that, there's, like, um, some, like, really funny gifs that go with whoever you end up getting based on the test and the results. So it's a good time. I love those. Okay. So that's a good time. So go check that out. But you can also find me on Instagram at jennifer.marilla and shoot me a DM that you listen to this. Um, and Pam, thank you for having me. This is so fun. I, of course. you're so good at these too. <laughs> thank you. You're a natural. <laughs>